Man, it is good to see you this morning. I didn't know what I'd see, but it's good to see you, the many of you, as we worship the God that does great things, the very great things in our lives. Good to see you this morning. Most of you know I'm Arthur Shepherd, uh, serving as an elder here. And today, today, for this short time, bring you a brief message as we look back, look back in 2023 and uh, look forward as the sun's setting on a new year. Let me just ask a quick question about time, though. I wasn't planning on doing this, but did 2023, we're going to take a quick vote, did 2023 go fast? Was it long or was it just right? Did it go by quick? Raise your hand. Woo. Just right. Goldilocks. How about it took a little bit long? So time flies to most of you. And you know time's precious. Time's brief. And now we serve the faithful God, the God that does great things. And so let's seize that time. Seize that time to do what God's called us to do. So once again, I want to look back into 2023 and beyond, focusing on what God has done for us and look ahead for our hope in 2024. Pray with me. Father, now we, we worship you and desire to hear your word in a great way because you are the one true God, the Savior and creator of the universe. Father, bless this time together. Thank you for everyone that's here, for who they are, and, and for their desire to serve you and to serve you wholeheartedly and faithfully. Father, thank you for your church, this church, and thank you for who you are, doing great things and being faithful to your people. And I pray this in your son's name. Amen. Now, how I'm going to do and get through today, just briefly, is a, is a character Bible study taken from the Old Testament in the book of Joshua. Um, you're, the, the historical side of this is about 3,500 years ago, and, and it's about 20 years of Joshua's leadership, enforcing God's message of using the past as well as the future. So here we go. Two months after the Israelites' exodus from Egypt, Joshua was appointed as Moses' commander. And for 40 years later, just prior to entering the promised land, he was appointed as Moses' successor. He was an excellent leader, a divine commander. And according to the book of Numbers 32, verse 12, he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. You're getting a theme right there, right off the bat. Follow the Lord wholeheartedly is going to be a key to 2024 for your very life. And remember, too, it was Joshua and Caleb, along with the 10 others that were spies to spy out the land of Canaan, the promised land. You remember that? And the land was found flowing with milk and honey and luscious fruit. But there were some critics. 10 of those 12 spies says, we can't do it. They're too big. They're too strong. The cities are fortified. We're not going to make it. But there was Joshua and Caleb says, oh, we can. They said, if the Lord is pleased with us, we can take it. Serve the Lord wholeheartedly. Heading in 24, is the Lord pleased with you? There's another mindset and key heading into 24. And Joshua and Caleb says, if he's pleased with us, he's going to set this a land aside as he promised. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And in other words, when the Lord's pleased with us, our, our, our whole life isn't about, sometimes our life isn't our New Year's thoughts are about us being pleased. 
But the reality for our best in a new year is for the Lord being pleased with us, isn't it? So you have to ask yourself that today. In all seriousness, is the Lord pleased with you? I look at this crowd, and I'm sure he's pleased with many of you. I know he is. So let's move into the story. It's going to be a brief time here this morning. So they had just taken the city of Jericho, and now it was time to cross the Jordan River. What happened there? Let's go to our verses here on the screen, Joshua 3, 9 through 11. Joshua said to the Israelites, he said here, come here and to listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you, and he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. See, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. There you have it, the ark of the covenant. It's a, a designed by God. You can find that in Exodus back there. It's a, it's a large uh, golden chest made of wood with gold on top of it. You had uh, Aaron's bloom rod in there. You had a pot of gold for manna, and then you had the Ten Commandments. But all this, when that ark was there, they're in the tabernacle and going before them that God was with them. He was protecting them. He was caring for them. So now... The, they're coming on dry land. The Ark of the Covenant is before him. And let's go to Joshua 3, 12 to 13. Keep us moving. Joshua said, now choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each of the 12 tribes. One from each of the 12 tribes are all going to get their portion of the land. You probably know the story. And as soon as the priests who carry the Ark of the Lord, the lords of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. They crossed on dry land. God was faithful and good for his promise. So now we too, as a church, we can declare that God's faithful. He's good for his promises. But, there, but Joshua wants to send out some reminders. He wants us to remember and wants us to look back. So let's look, look at Joshua 4. I'm going to get you through this whole chapter in 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Come on now. So Joshua called together the 12 men he appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and he said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone in his shoulders according to the numbers of the tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? What do you tell them? Then over in verse 21, he said to the Israelites, Repeat it. In the future, when your descendants ask their parents, what do these stones mean? Tell them this. Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground, for the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. He did this. Why? So that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. Why? For all the world to know that our God's powerful. All the world to know. And then for the families in here that you always put the Lord first and fear his commands, that they're good and right for you. Let's remember briefly what the Lord's done for you. 
Are you ready? He has saved you. He has set you apart. He saved some of your children, if not all. He's given you new births of children and grandchildren. He has found you a church with opportunity for serving and living out your hope in the Lord. He gave you a church family that loves you and cares for you. He gave you hope when matters seemed hopeless. He's dried up your tears. He offered you grace and mercy. He set you on solid ground for godly work. Our God remains faithful. Is God faithful? Yes, he is. Is our God faithful? Yes, he is. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him should not perish but have eternal life. A new eternal life and a new heaven, a promised land for all of his people, for those that believe. Yet in all this reminders, in all this confrontation of the enemy and occupying the promised land, Israel had issue. They had issues. America has issues. The church has issues. Homes have issues. If you're going to find it best in 2024 for a resolution or your willpower to get through what you need, you're going to come up short every time. See, many of the Israelites were depending on themselves, the fact that they now had their freedom, the acumen to do what was right and make decisions. But until a family decides to love the Lord wholeheartedly and they find nothing better than God to be pleased with them, you will never satisfy the longings of your heart. May God, each one of you serve God wholeheartedly in 2024. That's where you're going to find your victory. So Joshua knew they had the conflict still. So he said, I need to draw the people together, just like Grace Church Waldorf says, we're going to draw people together every Sunday, but in particular this Sunday, a new year. We're going to look behind, but yet looking forward ahead for our hope. Here's what he said in Joshua 24, verses 14 to 15. Got the group together and says, look, God's been good to us. That's my translation. He says, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods of your ancestors, worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. Get rid of your idols. Then he, then he says this strong statement, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, God forbid, correct? If serving the Lord seems undesirable, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But what was his declaration? Say it all together. But as for me and my house, we... I should get you to repeat that. For me and my house, we... Choose it. One way or another. Let's not turn back our world, our community, our church, and our family depend on it. We cannot fake a Christian life. Choose this day. Choose this day, December 31st, 2023, whom you'll serve. 
You'll be delighted you did. When we decide to serve Christ wholeheartedly and with all our might, we're never going backwards. You might think it's a strain to do that. What is he asking of me? But instead, you're not, there's nothing coming out of your account. A great, huge deposit's coming into your account. Life is coming into your account. Satisfaction, contentment's coming into your account. Choose this day whom you'll serve. But now we've crossed over Joshua and we're going to end up in this first part of Judges. I think I got you through Joshua in less than 15 minutes. Man, that was about 11 minute work out there. So let's go to Joshua 2, verses 7 through 8 and 10. Here's what the Bible said. The people served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. Joshua is now dead. Their leader, their commander. And here's what it says in verse 10. You probably already read it. After that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, after that whole generation had died, Another generation grew up who, neither, who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Another generation grew up. Do you, and I'm being honest with you, you're, I'm going to say 99.9% in here is smarter than me. I'm going to hold out for a couple of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, come on. Look here now. <laughs> Look here. We know what we're looking at nowadays. We know. I mean, we talk about it, don't we? About the difference and and, and the culture and children and families. So we're not surprised anymore. We don't have to uh, talk about that anymore. That a new generation not knowing the Lord. We know what the default is. That families and children aren't arriving at church out of uh, three-seat station wagons like my family used to do. That's not happening. We know that. So here's a grand opportunity. 2024, a new generation. Red, yellow, black, or white, all are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Just a couple weeks ago, I reminded you about we're going into public schools. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. There's an incarcerated teens in Sheltonham waiting to go to another facility or to court. Many here are going up there now, but it's going to take more to reach those young people, change their lives, reduce recidivism, so they don't go back out and commit crimes. They need, only the gospel can change them. Not a New Year's resolution, a gospel. Currently, right now, coming into 24, we don't offer children Sunday school. But that's, you know, in a church, Sunday school is not something on the uh, what if. That That takes a management system, strong leadership. That takes Sunday school teachers, effort, all those things. But we need to today 
choose this day whom we're going to serve. There's, there is the talent. There's the God feeling. And so many of you, maybe you just need to, we need to get together and just come together and say, what do we need to do? And get on the same page to say that we're going to have Sunday school here. So that when families come to visit our guests, they have somewhere and so that their children can hear the gospel of Christ that offers new life and new hope. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. Our children's church, great student ministry, they're doing so well, but there, there needs to be new leadership at all times. You got to be able to, you got to be thinking that way. Even the wonderful job Stacy's doing. Our young adults that come here and are with young children, they need discipleship to grow in the Lord, to teach their own family. The only way we're going to do it is look back on what he's done for us so we can look ahead to these strong opportunities for the next 10, 20, 30, 40, or 50 years. Some of you are going to live that long. I'm telling you, you are. God's calling you. And see, in a little bit, we're going to take this bread and cup. And what that does, what you're acknowledging there is who you serve. When you take the bread and cup this morning, you're acknowledging who you serve, and that's the Lord of the universe, our Savior, who died on the cross that gave his body and his blood for our sins. You're acknowledging he's Lord of all. You're acknowledging what he's done for you in the past, crossed you over from death to life. You're now a child of God. You'll be internally in his presence. He gives you every breath that you've offered up this morning. Every food, delicacy, and taste that you enjoy is from God alone. All the good feelings and rivers of hope that come over you are from God himself. He's granted every beauty you've ever seen. He gives you a wisdom. He allows you to think, read, enjoy, and play, and rest. He is behind every laughter and joy of yours. What is that worth to you heading into 2024? What will you give in exchange for what has been given to you? What will you give in exchange for your very soul? You know, tonight, many of you are going to gather for New Year's Eve. I'll have a... Granddaughter called yesterday and says, I'm, I'm getting excited. Here we go. You're going to be gathered with grandchildren, your own family, and all that. We're going to be around, on, whether it's a television, a game, all that that goes in your historical New Year's Eve. But I think tonight, knowing where we stand, think 2000, going into 24 is a night where the family gets together and decides, as this house, we will wholeheartedly serve the Lord. Some of the things we did before, uh, we're going to shave off a little bit because these are what we're going to do so we can step up in other areas. Men, I especially appeal to you. When you pray your family going to New Year's, go around and ask, is this the house that's going to completely and wholeheartedly serve the Lord? This small story from Joshua has always convicted me. And it speaks to you. So here as we come into the bread and cup, what I want you to do is we're going to play some soft music so you can hear. Hear even yourself, pray to yourself. But I want you to just reflect in your mind of what the Lord's done for you and the plans he has for you 
And then also to ask the Lord help you to what you're going to do for his sake, for his church, the new generation and the hope of the world.